As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. And greetings from inside my apartment bathroom. That's right, that's where I'm conducting these podcasts right now while I'm in London because it's my quiet area. Otherwise, you will hear lots of voices and noises from the street. So I had placed plants and candles and sage and crystals just to surround my area with good vibes. And yeah, if it were up to me and not the limiting powers of Wi-Fi, I would actually conduct my podcasts in the middle of a forest because I'm a forest child after all. So aside from sitting in this teeny tiny bathroom, I just had a rather abundantly royal experience because I just caught a glimpse of two lovely duchesses that go by the names of Kate and Megan and their handsome dukes, William and Harry, but I only saw the duke arms. Such a tease, but it was amazing to see the beautiful faces of Kate and Megan drive by totally lit me up but what really lit me up was the girl's reaction next to me she was probably about 20 or 21 and she was crying and shaking like did this just happen did this just happen what in the world no way i loved it and everybody else was acting like it wasn't a big deal and i was just thinking like don't lie you know right now your insides are feeling like her outsides she's your reflection because she's kind of mine right now too um, and anyways, hi, this is part two of my soulful solo episode. And if you're listening to part two, that means you probably listened to part one. And so I can't thank you enough. I truly am beyond thankful for you lending me all this time. And it feels so very liberating to just speak from my heart and from my soul. And I felt so light and free after exposing many of those energies that that were inside me for so long like from the kidnappings that took a toll on my relationships with myself and men and what happened when my family went from being financially abundant to completely broke and how that changed my relationship with money and manifested a scarcity mindset and how i'm letting that go and now i feel abundant again in my bank account and my being and how I found gratitude in events that, you know, are just, that are impossible to be grateful about, but there is light in them, such as the death of my two nearest and dearest friends. 
So thank you so much for lending me your ears. And I hope that it inspired you in some way to dig into your relationship with any area of your life, like men, women, money, friends, family, and even yourself, because we're all so complex, covered with so many layers. But because we love ourselves, whether we know it right now or not, we do love ourselves enough to know that we want to be happy and joyful and just have inner peace within. And so that's what we strive for. And that's why it's so important to uncover all those energies that hold us back so we can flourish and stand in our goddess power today, right now, and own our story. And God power, men, I am not leaving you out. I know that you're out there. I just, I also need to repeat one of my favorite quotes from A Course in Miracle teacher, Kenneth Wapnick. And he said, we should be grateful for all the situations that make us most uncomfortable because without them, we would not know there is something unhealed in us. So whatever you're going through right now, it sucks, but it's unveiling an unhealed wound that it's finally time for you to release. And now I also know I didn't answer enough questions last time because of my habit of, you know, talking a little bit too much because I get passionate about a topic. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm going to own up to it. That's one thing that is very true about me. That is one thing that I know I can improve on in life. And so this time with my pre-podcast prayer, I set an intention to answer more of these questions within an hour. But first, a quick thank you to Your Own Magic sponsor, who has been with us since the beginning, Hum Nutrition. And yes, Tribe, by the way, they're still doing the giveaway, so jump on that, which we're now on the seventh round. And I know that there are many happy and healthy yomis out there that have received their Hum gifts all around the globe. So if you're interested in being one of them, then just wait. I'll tell you the giveaway instructions. But now, if you haven't heard of HUM, HUM is a magical vitamin and supplement company that has collected a wealth of data about our food, drink, and different lifestyle choices from all kinds of people so they can recommend the right micronutrients and create the right products for your unique shell and develop supplements catered to your lifestyle And since, of course, there is no magical pill, a hum personal nutritionist for free will help you out with that and find the right product for you. And their products are all premium quality, non-GMO, gluten-free, and sustainably sourced. And most of the products are vegan too. Uh, I've expressed on the podcast before that my favorite was Gut Instinct when it healed my bolly belly after so many months of dealing with this digestive issue, but I can confidently say that today my digestion is running more smoothly, so I'm not taking those anymore right now. But right now I love their raw beauty superfood powders in my morning smoothly, and I think I need to get in order their Killer Nails, which is a high potency vegan biotin supplement. And yeah, if you saw my nails, you'd be like, "Mm, girl, you need some Killer Nails right now. So... Anyways, if you're interested in the highest quality supplements for your beautiful temple, then head to humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC, and the link is in the show notes. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC, 
And to enter the giveaway, simply rate and review this podcast and send a screenshot to info at your own magic.life. And three of you will receive $150 worth of hum products. Plus, I decided to add a meditative imagining from the Your Own Magic Soul Tribe exclusive site. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, now it is time to get in the zone and answer your questions. Mwah. So this next question is from Leah Jones. Leah, hello. She asks, I would love, love, love a podcast about relationships. I've, I've been going through a difficult time with my relationship with my ex. The worst part was trying to figure out the difference between what my intuition was telling me and what everyone else is telling me. Oh, dear Leah. Yes. I am far too familiar with this, this dichotomy. And relationships is not exactly where my expertise lies, but where my genius does lie is not only sharing whatever comes through and plucking the different flowers and weeds from the ghost of my past, from the stories that, you know, I gathered in my old, old relationships and what I've observed in others but to also just speak through the meridians of my heart and soul. And so I'm sure, I'm sure you want to begin healing this wound with your ex now. (laughs) Which one time, I promise, will be your best friend. The hand of time will be your Reiki healer for whatever it is. And the time it takes will vary depending on how deep this wound is. I should have asked you to get more specific, but in the second part you do say uh, the worst part was trying to figure out the difference between what my intuition was telling me and what everyone else is telling me. So one, congrats Leah, congrats on taking the first step and recognizing that there is all this noise around you, other voices and opinions around you that are separate from your intuition, as most people end up taking the path of following the other voices. Because you know that they care and and want what's best for you, and, and that's comforting. But you, it's it's not what I say here, as you clearly don't need more voices of input. But I want you to pause this episode for a while after I give you some direction because this is what I'm feeling for you right now is to get into a quiet place where you know you won't be distracted by anyone or anything and then close your eyes and take some deep breaths and simply ask yourself the question, about your ex that is simmering inside of you and find that spot of tension in your body where you're holding on to this energy, the energy of this situation with your ex. Maybe it's in your heart or your stomach or even your hips or you're finding a headache appears 
And where that tension spot is, breathe into it while simultaneously asking the question and letting yourself know the intention of this moment. And it may take some time, but soon enough, you'll, you'll know, you'll know, trust yourself that you'll know. And it may come in the form of a thought, which we sometimes translate as a voice, a whisper. I know sometimes it's hard to distinguish, is that my ego or my soul? But if you have to question it, then just keep breathing because you'll know when the answer, the right answer has come and there will be no need to question it. Or it can also come in the form of a feeling and you're very familiar with your feelings because these are the only feelings you've carried since you were a baby And only you know what a good feeling inside of you feels like and a bad feeling. So only you can translate that. Not me, not your friends or mom or even your ex. And if I knew your situation exactly, it would be easier to to interpret the good feelings and the bad. But, you know, here are some examples. Maybe if it feels good, then it's time for you to forgive him or... It's okay to talk to him or it's okay to finally release him. And if you get a bad and very off feeling inside, perhaps it's best to just completely let him go from your life for now. Or maybe you need to confront him about something and it's scary, but it will help. So whatever that feeling is in your heart, you know, perhaps it even hurts and there's still heartbreak there, that unhealed wound of a heartbreak, which is one of the most painful wounds of all. And give yourself permission to process it and also give yourself permission to give it time. Time is everything. And remind yourself that no matter what, you will end up being more than okay because this will be a story that you get to own. And that life is always happening for you and not to you, even the great inconveniences of dealing with an ex. And that's painful, I know. And you always have me in the tribe to turn to. And you know this, Leah. So I hope you soon find the answers you need. And so now pause this and go breathe and be. All right, Zoe Dubosk, she asks, I hope I'm pronouncing, I hope you guys forgive me if I'm pronouncing your names wrong, because I'm not the greatest at that. But anyway, Zoe, Zoe asks, I think the topic of physical beauty and its connection or complete disconnection from spirituality, especially in a group that is oriented towards spirituality, but also a lot of people in here connect through Instagram, a medium which in general promotes ideals of physical beauty. And there was a post on here recently asking for opinions on plastic surgery that had a lot of interesting and and contrasting comments on it. Ooh, yes, dear Zoe, how I love that you brought this into our soul tribe circle of awareness. So the stories that we tell about physical beauty, I know is so touchy. It's very touchy for most every female in some way, shape, or form. And now plastic surgery in the mix in our world, which has indeed increased every single year. Though I don't have and don't plan on getting plastic surgery, um, my answer 
for you may surprise you. But let's um let's break your comment down. So on the triangle of mind, body, spirit, we want our being to be aligned with all three. But the physical beauty of the body is always it's it's subjective it's so subjective and we and when you do feel connected to your own unique light and spirit then your thoughts on your own physical beauty just simply feel good no matter what form or shape or size you are and it doesn't matter what the influence of others perceptions and stories about you and your physical beauty are Because when we feel aligned, truly aligned and connected with the greatness that is our soul and our unique wisdom of the mind and our body and physicality, we feel beautiful in ourselves, in our shell. And you're right, this group, this soul-seeking tribe is connected over social media, which a great sliver of it does promote physical beauty but it's up to us to buy into these ideals and shed light on our own unique beauty so others can give themselves permission to recognize theirs that's the best way to contribute to this if it affects you and thank goddess no one is alike in any way and thank goddess no one is like anyone that they follow on Instagram. You know, social media is definitely no stranger to being a trigger for many beautiful souls, but it also can help many souls tune into themselves and learn more about themselves. And that's why we're so lucky to have a group that supports all walks of beauty And though we may have a while to go in the majority collective conscious, or I guess the collective unconscious, like until the collective unconscious wakes up and doesn't judge physical appearance, perhaps, you know, that could take decades. At least the seed is being planted somewhere in the ethers and that's within us. But if judgment is something that you or someone you know happens to struggle with, well, one practice to do this when it comes to judgment of physical beauty from either on your high horse or feeling inferior to somebody. Uh, One practice to do this is to bring these judgments of comparison to our awareness and notice that these judgments are not us, but just, just a thought, an idea that happened to land in our mind or from what I talked about in part one, a collection, an idea that is a collection of stories that we have now created for this person that we see that is triggering disharmony inside of us and then strip away what that person looks like. Strip away your thoughts and stories about not only them, but yourself and whatever that new connection is. And when you strip all that away, what do you get? just pure and something undiluted, pure and undiluted. So just love and consciousness and unity and connection and no separation between who you see and yourself. 
Now, I'm not expecting you to all of a sudden strip away these thoughts and feelings from everyone you see. That's how we're built in this human experience. And these judgments are deeply embedded in our second nature. So there's nothing wrong with that, um, especially as many hearts do truly seem to come from an accepting place because not all judgments are bad. We've met so many different types of people that it's just easier to accept differences these days and that's a beautiful thing. But a challenge perhaps when you begin to formulate a story about a person you see just just a mental challenge, like strip away all the stories, all the stories and thoughts away and just witness. And then the more you do it, imagine how much judgmental control you will eventually have over your mind. And I'm not talking about you specifically, Zoe. This is just me addressing this issue, this connection between physical beauty and spirituality. So strip away the stories. And then examine these thoughts that are coming up. Like you got to your like you go to your ex's new girlfriend's Instagram and you think stuff like, oh, she she's not that hot, or oh, she's hotter than me, or she's had too much plastic surgery, or she's full of insecurities. Well, whatever the judgment is, you know, I'm I'm definitely guilty of getting into that loop, but I realize that I can step outside of these ego mind thoughts that are not empowering me that are not even me they're not Raquel at all and all the thoughts that do come in examine each and every one to see what story is invested and why it has triggered a judgment within me from my shadow place so we think that in the moment it feels good to climb on our high horse and we're better than someone, but in the long run, it causes a wound somewhere in our soul that will just not serve us in other areas of our life or lead us to wanting to change something about ourselves to look like someone else or what we think would make us look like the best version of ourselves physically. And so yes, social media indeed triggers this idea that we should maybe get plastic surgery and social media has indeed helped the dollars in the plastic surgery industry. Um, but I know you've been curi- curious about my two cents on plastic surgery. So, well, my ego mind has told me before that a little lip injection won't hurt. And that was indeed my personal ego mind. And I recognized that. And I haven't ever had an intuitive feeling that plastic surgery is something for me, but perhaps others have. So this may not be the answer that you're looking for, but my honest answer is that it actually doesn't serve my soul to judge others or stop others from doing it or make people feel less than if they want to because they're not less than. They're just having a human experience. And I don't think it's good or bad. It just is. And when we deem something spiritual or not, and sure, obviously, plastic surgery may not be lumped in the same category as a spiritual practice. In fact, exact opposite. But it is indeed a human practice, and we are human. So as humans, some people might want to do this, and they're still spiritual. They have a spirit we're, because we're all spirits having a human experience. So I'm not in that person's shoes what if they love themselves plenty yet they still want plastic surgery? I truly have no idea because I haven't dived into that psyche. 
But I know that what serves my soul when it comes to this is to not judge others who want to do that. Because who cares what their vessel looks like? That's up to them. Now, Gabby, how do we address... This is a similar question, but it brings up different points. Gabby asks, how do we address and deal with the fact that most spiritual, conscious, social media influencers all look a very particular way, all have ideal bodies and beauty according to our cultural standards. It creates a visual image to what conscious being looks like, skinny, white, gorgeous, and I believe really harms a lot of us subconsciously or consciously, especially those of us who suffer with eating disorders or BDD, which if you don't know is body dysmorphia disorder. So dear Gavi, ugh. I am so happy that you asked this so eloquently and I'm taking the thread of your questions and weaving them together with the one that I just answered to address this ever-present untruth. Many social media users and soul seekers seem to struggle with daily and I used to dwell as well about the same thing because that's an easy lie for our ego mind, our pain body to tell and One that is easy to feed as we scroll through our Instagram feeds, seeing the sunny beaches and the thin legs, the little thigh gaps that we begin (laughs) to think that that's the way our life is supposed to be too. And how our minds fool us. My friend, you ask, how do we deal with the fact that most spiritual social media influencers look skinny? Well, one, it's not a fact (laughs) that it, it... It just might seem to be um, because, frankly, on a physical earthly sense, it's just the rhetoric of the algorithms that Instagram may have curated for you specifically. But beyond the physical sense, uh, there's no one shape or color when it comes to being a spiritual person. And I know you know this. It's just Instagram knows what may catch someone's eye. Um, So those are the people, the small, small sliver of soul seekers that you may see in this whole pie of soul seekers and leaders. So one concrete answer, um, expand your range of influence for spiritual guidance. Look at expanders of spiritual women. You know, the universe doesn't declare someone more spiritual if they're skinny or white or gorgeous or whatever that means. Bring into your awareness, not not Instagram girls, but, you know, but spiritual leaders who you feel more connected to. And maybe you even feel a connection physically as well. And that's okay. Yes, there might be some people that are thin that are out there soul seekers on Instagram, but there are, but there's a reason many women of all sizes are spiritual leaders like uh, Oprah Tara Brock is amazing. Um, and this morning I just did a flow with Catherine Budig, which was online, of course. But, you know, she's not a stick. She has a beautiful, curvaceous body, just normal and healthy. And I'd even say like Liz Gilbert and Marianne Williamson and Brene Brown, they just are a very normal, healthy, like medium weight, nothing too thin or thick, which you know, thin does not always mean healthy and thick does not always mean unhealthy. 
both are bloody beautiful in my eyes. So we just, we don't value any of these women for their bodies and we value them for their minds and their gift in guiding us to connect with us. Like I don't follow Liz Gilbert for her body. (laughs) I don't follow these people for their body. You know, I follow them for their mind. So spirituality and and physicality, they're the only relation really is feeling aligned in our body, mind, and spirit. So here is actually a poem that I, that I'm going to pull up that comes to mind and I feel like sharing right now. Why do we glamorize assuming any space between the thighs will stir the envy in their eyes when most of what we see is a disguise to escape what only makes us wise. Escaping the rawness to romanticize a reality that makes our souls cry in hopes the truth will be paralyzed or at least the bullshit we're willing to hide to prove ourselves worthy of a like? To prove herself to be a human prize? By the shallow beauty that is not her life? Why? And I'd love for you to listen to the episode, Dear Shell, where I will do another poem. Um, But I talk a lot about body image and eating disorders and healing from them. So it's called Dear Shell. And that's also what the poem is called too. But we're all spiritual and we're all conscious and we all have different human suits filled with different shapes, colors, looks, and sizes. And thank God is for that because this universe would be just so boring and bored otherwise. And I remember there was another similar question in the queue, um, if I'm keeping with the same theme but different things, is, let's see, it was this one, Julie Capagion. Capagon. Man, Julie One, that's my mom's name. Two, you have an amazing last name that I do not know how to pronounce. But your question, how can I stop comparing myself to all the other beautiful people in the world and not let insecurities get in the way of my relationship? I had a hard time with trust. Love you, queen. Oh, Julie, love you too, queen. And okay, so I hope that you heard my spiel just now about comparison But I'm happy you asked this because when insecurities arise in fear of these stories, these lies that we assume our significant other is desiring others, I am far too familiar with this personal deception. So with my ex-fiance, when I was the most insecure about my shell, I was about 20 or 21, I didn't really have much but the magazines and Facebook to really compare myself to but I did experience a lot of comparison and especially with the girls that the beautiful girls that surrounded us so and I'm glad that you brought this up because trust trust is everything and that is the largest elephant in this picture oh trust trust is one trait that easily gathers bricks to build walls as a protective mechanism for our souls so no one can break through and hurt us But I do remember comparing myself, Michelle, to his exes and other beautiful friends around us. And it 
only created more disharmony between us to the point that it almost drove him out the door. And one thing, my love, before you drive him out the door um, is you, you don't have to find the bricks of distrust that you've built. First, perhaps meditate with the intention of finding the root of comparison that probably was triggered in childhood. And you know that you're beautiful and deserving of him because you have him. And it's not about other people. It's more It's more than that. So where does this root of comparison stem from? You know, perhaps you feel this way when an unhealed wound from childhood is triggered. And this also applies to the other two who talked about Instagram comparison. You know, where does this stem from? This feeling of being less than or not good enough compared to these so-called quote-unquote beautiful people that you talk about. Where does your own light lie? Find her. This world has room for an abundance of beautiful people. And so it's okay that they're beautiful and you are too. And so it's time to unbury this light inside, or rather your unique pearl, and that no one else can hold to, which I assume your boyfriend definitely sees. Your man is with you and this pearl and not them. And you've been able to observe yourself grow and you know the wounds that you hold. So look at yourself and your pearl in the mirror and be so thankful for the soul that you are. And know that there's room for many beautiful people, including yourself. And that he's with you for a reason. So just to trust that. There's a reason your boyfriend wants to be your boyfriend. He sees your pearl. So embrace it. Let it shine and let him in. Even if it means that you have to share your wounds with him. Because sometimes sharing the wounds can heal can heal them. But do it from an empowered place instead of fishing for him to reassure you. More so, own whatever these wounds are and just share it. And tell him that you're working on it, but no need to fish for anything. So I wish you the best of luck for you and your relationship with him. All right, now, ooh, I want to answer an easy one. Brittany Lynn LaBeouf, LaBeouf, LaBeouf. Um, she asks, sun, moon, and rising sign. Well, my sun is Leo. My moon is Leo. So yeah, I am a double Leo. That fiery energy does balance out with my rising, which is cancer, which I definitely feel more connected to. (laughs) Those are my signs. And now Ingrid Marie. Kelseth. Ingrid Marie. I'm going to go with Ingrid Marie. How to remove blocks of unworthiness and shadows from the past. Oh, dear Ingrid, I'm so happy you brought this up. And I think that I should answer this particular question because it is the base of the theme of pretty much every single question. Because I truly, truly believe that the way to heal all wounds is to find the unhealed wounds from our past, the shadows and those demons that make us feel unworthy or less than in any way. And I did answer this in part one for the very first question, but here I will actually sum it up instead of spending half an hour, but reiterating it in a different way. So these are the steps. 
the tools to help you recover from any disease and dis-ease, like eating disorders, uh, which I know many of you asked about, or also comparison and unworthiness and relationship issues and loneliness and isolation, which I'm definitely no stranger to, or addictive behaviors, which I'm also no stranger to, and that you definitely need a support team of humans. So in order to remove these blocks and release these shadows, we must find them. We must unveil them first. And there are many ways that we find these pains that are lingering inside of us. So from meditating or even going into a deep trans and hypnotic state and For me personally, when I'm being guided in a deep imagining, that's when old memories of old wounds come to surface. And that's why I have the meditative imaginings on the site because these wounds will pop up randomly, but usually in that state. Or when I set an intention before the meditation to be delivered a message while I'm in that state. Because when you're meditating, you are connecting with divine source energy, your highest source, your highest self. And it's easier to listen to the divine and to you. Or perhaps it happens super randomly, like walking in a forest or a beach or in a city. And, you know, your thoughts are pretty clear and then something gets triggered. And when an old memory pops up, it's just a piece of a puzzle to more clarity for healing something inside. So write it down. And if it's one thing that brings you joy, perhaps write that down too as a reminder of how amazing your life is and see if there's any patterns and perhaps it's part of your soul's universal assignment to heal this this wound. So recognize it and then have compassion for yourself for holding on to this experience. You know, don't get frustrated with yourself because, you know, like a puppy that doesn't know any better when the doorbell rings, it wants to bark and so it wants to bark like crazy hearing it for the first time. You too didn't know any better than to hold on to that trauma and whatever that shadow might be. And then next Make sure that you allow yourself to feel all the feelings. Do not hold them in. You know, scream them out in the middle of the forest if you have to. Or allow yourself to just cry about the old memory. And you never have to force a feeling. Maybe you just need to write it out and then feel it in that moment in your journal. Or while you're sharing with someone. It's just funny what sparks. And then this next step is everything. So pray to let it go. Pray to your angels, your guidance team, the universe, God, your highest self, whatever speaks to you, pray to that. Ask for this to be released and ask for it to be released in a gentle way. I emphasize a gentle way and ask for it to happen soon. And next, soon you will be sharing with people, your healed story, and owning that as part of your story, or that you're working on this story, and that will reveal how strong of a human you are. Then finally, just welcome in the healing. You will. You'll surrender and heal. And like I said, this goes for all hardships. So this answers many of the questions in the queue. 
Um, like, here's another one. Abigail McGinn. She says, how do you process through and tackle your eating disorder for good? Ooh, yes. Well, what I said above, but I also hope that you listen to the Dear Shell episode. Um, I talk a lot, <laughs> a lot about that. Many of the episodes I am raw about my eating disorder history, but you know, from that episode, I received hundreds of emails back about how that helped them. And I do think that that might have been my most powerful, soulful, uh, solo episode yet. So, uh, today though, today, if you don't have time to listen to that, that's fine. But I want you to at least begin to pray. And now Jacqueline Pina. Ooh, this is relative to the praying. So how do you truly surrender? People advise this all the time, but what do you do? What mindset do you have to truly achieve this? Ooh, dear Jacqueline, such a great question. And you are so right. Everyone has their own way of doing this because everyone has their own language and unique relationship to the universe and divine source. And, you know, I used to have a hard time wrapping my mind around what surrendering meant. And like, what? I thought it sounded more like someone is completely giving up or that I was complacent or that I was waving this white flag because I'm not strong enough to do it on my own which for the latter is actually very strong and true. And it essentially is the white flag is a representation of your strength to trust in giving the situation to the hands of your divine guidance. And trust, I know, is paramount. We just talked about that, but it is. It's everything to have that unwavering faith. But when we can no longer just hold on to an experience and when our grip is losing its tightness because our hands hurt and acknowledging the burden on our shoulders is just way too heavy to carry any longer, we have no choice but to surrender for our sanity and for our lives. So I do this in prayer. I set the intention, trust completely and have unwavering faith that my team, the universe, divine guidance will help me in all situations, whatever your issue is. I have, oh, I have chills right now that I'm talking about this, but I completely surrender just simply by asking for help. Ask. That was a very, very profound question and I'm happy that you asked. And now, ooh, I like this. Malin K. Alsale. <laughs> I hope I pronounced your name right, but self-acceptance versus self-improvement. That's her topic that Malin chose. She asks, how do you approach these two topics and know that you accept yourself, but you're still trying to improve yourself? Ooh, I love this, dear Malin. Yes. Complete self-acceptance is what we all deserve, but we're evolving beings, so we're always going to be on a journey of self-improvement, and there is such an art in this, such a peace to truly accept where you're at, and we accept ourselves when we let go of who we think we should be, 
and how we think our lives should look and how we think we should be surrounded by or who we think we should be surrounded by and fully embrace who we are now and where we're at while at the same time simultaneously striving to get deeper, to be greater, to improve. That's totally fine. And to continue to nourish our body well and spark new inspiration for our mind daily. We're not steady rivers. We're streams that are flowing free. But our doubts and judgments and our critical mind, our hypercritical mind, doesn't accept this stream. So, you know, throws down rocks that block us from flowing freely and changing with every twist and turn. So there's a great difference between the voice in our head that is critical and judges where we're at saying that you're not good enough now and you won't be good enough until you change this. And that voice in our head that loves you for where you're at now is thrilled to continue to improve as a being with you. So striving for room for improvement is a great, is always great in any area of your life. As long as we don't abandon our present self, our goddess self. It's funny how differently we treat and love our minds and our bodies wherever they're at right now and how much more easily it is to flow to the level of improvement that we strive for just when we feel aligned. When we're not accepting of ourselves how we are, it takes a lot longer and requires more actions of resistance when we're mean to ourselves. So Malin, I just, I wish you a beautiful journey on your self-improvement path. I'm on one too, but I'm also happy that where we're at right now is nothing but light and beautiful. Now, let's see. Oh, there's so many good ones. How about Rachel Chalk's question? I like this. How do you get out of those moments where you feel like a complete couch potato and just so uninspired? Like, you know you need to take action, but feel paralyzed at the same time. Oh, Rachel, dear Rachel, that was me for years. I was aimless. I was the queen of being aimless. Not inspired, just a mummy hypnotized in front of my TV because there was so much that I wanted to do, too much that I wanted to do. And I was so overwhelmed with this that I felt paralyzed because I just didn't even know where to begin. So this is where a few things come in mind. Well, one, right now, you're not alone, so have some compassion for yourself. (laughs) Compassion. Have compassion for yourself that you are where you're at and that it is going to take time, but that's okay because you have a place where you want to be and you will be there. Uh, two, now it's time to do one thing a day because I promise it does add up to something greater. I have two books on this that I implore you to read. Uh, they're not spiritual, but they will get your ass off the couch. So in a sense, they're spiritual because they are self-help books that really help us improve ourselves. So one, The One Thing by Gary W. Keller and Jay Papasan, and I'll put this in the show notes for you, but it will encourage you to only focus on that one thing with confidence that once you have the one thing down, you will be able to move on to more. 
But there's so much in the book about the one thing that I, I encourage you to read it. And then the other one is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, which talks about what happens when you take small actions daily and how it compounds and adds up to create something great. So perhaps you want to be a voice in a certain field like yoga. We'll say yoga. So well, maybe tomorrow surf different web publications that talk about that and their articles and then next write your own blog piece about something very niche in that field um spending maybe only an hour or two a day and then several days later when it's complete submit it to one or more publications a day I did this once and I ended up getting published on Livestrong. So I have a couple, a lot of articles on Livestrong from years ago about yoga. And so see what happens. And then also maybe you'll get feedback for changes or, you know, maybe you'll get published. And if you don't hear back, well, at least you have a piece to post on your blog or, you know, just hold on to. And you have that momentum now to take those action steps to keep moving forward. And in the meantime, also meditate in the morning perhaps an energizing meditation, and before you close your eyes, set an intention that you will be focused and driven to take action on this day. And it also just never hurts to pray for inspired action. So I hope that this helped, and I promise, I promise, once you've built momentum, you will thrive, and perhaps consider setting a schedule for yourself too, time block two to three hours in a day where you will take some sort of action about this, even if it's just research or reading a book on the subject that you want to pursue and train yourself to be laser focused during that time block. All right, Soul Tribe. Oh, that was so much fun. I enjoyed answering all of your questions that I could possibly answer and I want to answer more but I can tell my tongue is getting tied and I need to honor my energy right now. Ah, I hope that you enjoyed part two and I answered even more of your questions this time but of course it never takes me two seconds. Um, and if you found this valuable and want to enter the hum giveaway, please send a screenshot of your rating and review to info at your own magic.life. I'll also send you a free meditative imagining from the Soul Tribe exclusive site just to give you a little bit of a teaser. And it's only $4.44 a month and $34.44 for the entire year for a limited time only. So that's $10 off and you get four months full free. How amazing. And you'll see my self-expansion tools and journalings and meditative imaginings for you that we collectively can do together in our own spaces. And keep your ears peeled for an upcoming retreat. I know. It's kind of been talked about between me and a friend for a while, and it's happening. Anyways, I love you all so much. This soul tribe and your own magic is my favorite piece of my world right now. Ask anyone and their dog that knows me. And it's because of you guys, because you guys are just so authentically you, and I honestly couldn't ask for a better tribe and community to be surrounded by. And I want to highlight you guys on the blog. Um, so if you also want to be featured on the blog, if you're interested, please just email me and I'll send you the questions. And 
all the other steps. Anyways, yummies, my goodbyes are so long. So talk to you Monday with a magical guest who happens to be a walking spiritual encyclopedia. You're going to love her. And you probably have already heard of her or watched a lot of her stuff. Thank you all so much and have a magical day and weekend. Love you so much. Mwah.